0: of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast so take my hand right out to case the promised land oh fury road oh fury road
1: okay where do i put the dollars oh in my hat sir in my hat
0: my name is greg and i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we are reviewing george miller's instant classic fuck yeah mad max fury road that's right guys fury freaking road but what a lovely day before we go any further let me remind you we are part of the boom howdy Podcast, podcast network. Boom Howdy. Network that includes such great shows as Control-Alt-Delete and the newest addition to our family, the Tunalicious Podcast. So make sure to check out all the shows at BoomHowdy.com or if you're like me and you'd like to listen on the go, search for Boom Howdy in your iTunes or Stitcher app and when we drop the down, the latest episode, it will download directly into the player of your choosing.
1: Right into your auditory listening hole.
0: Yes, we will go. We will give you good aural, ladies and yes, gentlemen. Yes, we will. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this is, this is a exciting this is a this is the podcast this is the episode right right um we're getting ready to start the summer session the summer season if you will mm-hmm. and that usually means one thing a lot of blockbusters yeah we've got a lot of the big crazy movies coming out we've got a lot of the sequels that are going to be uh, hitting the theaters but the one that i've been looking forward to the most the one there that each trailer was released just got me more and more hyped mm-hmm. it is the movie we saw Fury Road. Yes. This is this is the movie for me. This
1: movie was great. Now before you guys are going, you guys are a horror theme podcast. Why are you guys doing Mad Max Fury Road? If you listen to our uh, Turbo Kid, absolutely we justified how apocalypse movies can be considered horror so. Absolutely.
0: We did the homework back in the yeah, day. So we, you do your homework right. so we can enjoy and talk all about Mad Max Fury Road, but I wanted to kind of give um and ask you genius just in terms of your history with the Mad Max the 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 franchise um where where do you fall with it? Are you a fan? Let me ask you this: Are you a fan? Of, oh, I'm a
1: huge fan I, of because I'm of never going to assume, movies. you know. Yeah, dude, I'm a huge, huge fan. I saw uh, Thunderdome in the theater, mm. and then, yeah, it was dude, that's, yeah, that's that's some credibility was, right there. It was pretty tight, and then just watching it, you know, the other ones on VHS, so. Yeah. So they made the rounds. Oh yes, most definitely. I mean, they're they're stuck in my brain. Oh, they're
0: they're, and that's that. I'm a huge fan as well. Um, you know, when I think, uh, and I think we even mentioned this when we talked uh, in, on the Turbo Quit episode. We talked a little bit about Mad Max and mm-hmm. how to
1: establish so Such a much craziness of the whole wasteland. Absolutely, almost yeah. like
0: it provided its own canon for apocalyptic films. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much when people draw from the apocalyptic canon, they it's think Mad, of Mad, Max, Mad stuff. Max. Right. Absolutely. So. God, there's uh, 1979's Mad Max, 1981's The Road Warrior, or Mad Max, Max 2, is, too, we right. didn't know it in the theaters. <laughs> right. And then 1985's Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. So it has literally been 30 years. Mm-hmm for us to get a, an, an addition to the Mad Max franchise. Oh, and what
1: an addition, dude. It was so worth the wait, man. I just hope we don't I, have to wait another 30 fucking years.
0: And we'll talk a little bit about that later. But um, yeah, um, Mad Max Fury Road, written and directed by George Miller. Max Rockatansky is back, this time not as Mel Gibson, as portrayed by Tom Hardy. We'll talk a little bit about more about that. And he finds himself in the middle of a rebellion with Charlize Theron's character Imperiota Furiosa, great name mm-hmm. rebelling and literally driving away from the brutal dictator of Morden Joe played by Hugh keys burns um, and then this basically is all you need to do to get started mm. because you were really thrust into this movie so genius start us off what do you think of it
1: this movie was amazing it was so fucking good and I think the reason why it was so good was is you had the original writer the original director his story his baby saying okay it's time for me to bring these things back I can do now with the technology that I want to do tell the story that I want to tell and just go to town with it Yeah, let's
0: talk a little bit about George Miller, um, because he, as you said, he has ties through. He's written and directed all three of the films. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is his baby, basically. Yeah, this is his creation. And he is an elderly gentleman. He is in his 70s. And that's what was going through my mind the entire time, going, (laughs) this is a badass 70-year-old dude. Right. Like, if I can be half this badass in my 70s. I've done something shit, right. I
1: could be half that badass in my now, 40s and right now, dude, shit. That was, I, just
0: in terms of his vision, this is his baby. And I think one of the initial fears I had was, based on the trailers, they stressed that it was all, pra- most, like, 95% practical. Mm-hmm. But I saw, yeah, you could see where the CGI would have to be, be placed, so I was afraid that was going to take
1: me out. It never no. did, and it was seamless. It really was, it, wasn't it? it? was just like seamless. It, it, even the parts when, like, you see body parts flying at the screen, you can't tell that they're not real body parts. It's crazy.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, body parts do fly at the screen. Yeah. This
1: movie is beyond intense. Is beyond crazy. Yeah. This is. It's a hard R. Oh goddamn! There's not even any like hardly any cussing in it. There's hardly any lines in it. It's a. It's just a typical George Miller, Mad Max film. Right. You know,
0: especially like The Road Warrior. Mm-hmm. That's almost, pra- it's not wordless, but it's very sparse, just like this one. Mm-hmm. He's really a good visual storyteller. Yeah. And, oh my God, the story in this one. Because it, it just starts you off Out immediately. Gate. Well, here's the thing that initially kind of threw me off. You should, I, I guess you could say, is The uh, Road Warrior and uh, Thunderdome always open up, they, they open up with a narration. Mm-hmm. And it's always someone else telling the tale. This one opens up and it's Max narrating and he's going through some shit. Yeah. I mean, that's, and it it goes throughout the movie. He's dealing with some really serious stuff at this point. He is.
1: And I think that's what made this movie a little bit like, is different, but almost better because it made Max's redemption tale that much more. Because in the other ones, he really doesn't give a fuck. I mean, mean, he doesn't give a fuck about Barter Town. He doesn't give a fuck about uh, the the, gas, mm -hmm. the gas land. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot the, the thing. He, He gave a fuck in the first one because his wife and family. Absolutely. What was back when he still could give a fuck? Right. And this one, I think he gives a fuck again because he's like, all the people I couldn't save, you know? So he has this guilt. I mean, uh, underneath his badass exterior, exterior, he's got this... uh, Inner demons.
0: And it's battling through him. V- visually, We he sees it. We see it through his perspective. And I thought that was a very interesting angle to mm-hmm. take with this film. Yeah. But I wanted to um, posit this by you. One of the things that I started uh, thinking about, especially in Road Warrior, Thunderdome, and this film, is how he enters in some strangers' lives, makes a huge difference... And then wanders back out mm-hmm. he never stays with him and so you know the tales we hear especially in like the road warrior and beyond thunderdome are them telling the story
1: yeah.
0: of the road warrior of captain walker and here there's going to be the same thing you know furiosa is going to be able to tell people about this the, guy yeah, this max Max
1: that just came and it's not even he comes because he's going <laughs> no. there he just why actually it just winds up like Hey, what's going on here? Oh shit, you know. <laughs> it, the movie opens as genius said with such a bang because he's there, he's narrating, he's
0: contemplating, he eats a lizard, a two-headed lizard, mind mm-hmm. you, which is great. And you see him, he picks up his head, immediately gets in the interceptor. We have the interceptor here, the mm-hmm. fucking V8 interceptor, so badass. And then you he goes down that hill and then you just get that just monster rush of the just wonderful George Miller apocalyptic vehicles. <laughs>
1: just a bunch of crazy people. Just like, there's a bunch of craziness mannequin heads and like fucking huffers. Just like all these. like, And for the longest time, I thought that's what Australia is. Hell yeah. You it know? Was. I just thought, like, okay, so there's Sydney and then the wasteland. And the wasteland. You, know? you just stay clear of the wasteland. You're good. You can maybe party on the
0: outskirts, right. you know, get a little bit of that local radiation. And then beyond that, yeah. you just stay out. Just man. don't drink the
1: water. Right. <laughs> Right.
0: <laughs> just stay with Mick Dundee. He'll keep you safe, you know? <laughs> but that's you, you talked about the hard R of this film. It feels like an old-school Ozploitation flick for me. Yeah. just it feels Carmageddon, dude. Oh, my... Yeah. This is a two-hour-long car chase. Yeah, really. It really is. Uh-huh. And I remember George Miller saying something up to that effect, and I'm like, okay, sure, you know, I can imagine it's going to... It really... How how much time do you think is spent not in the car chase?
1: I think out of a two hour uh, out of a two hour time limit, I think fifteen minutes is not car chase.
0: It's insane, and yeah. so that also when I heard that, I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel. Never once was I conscious of the fact that it was a one long car chase. I was just so invested. The storytelling, the story, the, the
1: visuals, oh, the, you know, the
0: beats they were hitting. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, oh my God, it was incredible. Yeah, and it's again all real vehicles, ladies and gentlemen, and some. crazy. <laughs> Crazy vehicles, crazy vehicles
1: badass vehicles, man, and you All would expect practical too. And you would expect nothing
0: less from right. a Mad Max film. Right. You know, that's one of the things I do expect: crazy vehicles and crazy chase. Yes, usually revolving around some sort of big rig or a larger vehicle. Uh-huh. You know, that can take some abuse yeah. and dish it out as well. And this it just does not disappoint. Um, let's talk a little bit about the main bad guy, Morton Joe, played by Hughes. Hugh Keysburn, who <laughs> originally was in the first Mad Max, he's Toe Cutter.
1: Right. And so it brings a whole villain back.
0: It does. Well, yeah. you know, Toe Cutter's dead. God rest his soul. Right. He's, he's
1: partying with the Night Rider right now. But it's kind of cool that, uh, you know, George Miller's like, hey, I need a badass. Why don't you come on back and do this? Hell's So,
0: And I really think he's pretty badass. Yeah, no,
1: he is crazy. He he has, has, like, he's like almost Vader-ish. He is. Because they actually, the, the, his
0: intro, you see this, everyone in this film is pale skinned you know and we find out later it's the radiation Mm -hmm. but you see him and he's just all withered pale and there's that there's that great shot if you notice where one of them is blowing like a like a dust onto him yeah
1: like a talc yes like a talc exactly
0: and then they armor him up with this great clear armor it's got uh like uh, little patches on it Mm -hmm. and everything because
1: he's like he's like Radiate. He's burned. He's burned. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like Radiation burned. He's just like almost. His body looks like Freddy Krueger. He's yeah. He he's a husk
0: of a, of, a, yeah. of a man, and he's got that great mask. If you haven't, you've you've seen it online. Oh, the
1: mask is pimped. The
0: mask is kind of amazing with that white, willy will little wispy hair. Uh huh. Such a good combination.
1: He's like a cross between any enemy and the Humongous. Humongous yeah. yeah,
0: it's like the hybrid of those two. Right. They got together one night in the uh, the uh, the
1: Wasteland. The Wasteland. Taunton, play me something sad. They're playing me something sexy. Sexy. And then all of a sudden you hear.
0: Never underestimate the power of the saxophone, man. Some good saxophone goes a long way. Uh, but he's—he even has like you know, uh, Humongous had that. You can do it. Yeah. Leave the
1: gas and walk away. I offer you safe passage,
0: man. Uh, and Morton Joe actually has an even crazier like a. The my property. Yeah. Bring back
1: my bride. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's very it's, much so. He's an
0: intimidating fucker. He is absolutely, and he holds sway over his little citadel. And you're introduced to him, uh, bringing water. To his people, and it seems like initially when I saw it, it's like, oh, okay, that's great, you know, he's he's providing, but then you realize no, it's merely just a, you know, Jeez. this is what I have yeah. exactly, and you go, oh he's
1: kind of a bastard here's a drop for you Yeah,
0: and it's in you in the way it actually comes out of that big old school it's a big waterfall it
1: looks great he's got his old uh, emblem yeah yeah it's and it's, he's, he's, got like, he's got like those throngs of people just having to literally walk and crank it oh yeah it's old it's it's everything you can imagine from a good mad max film it's yeah. in here yeah they
0: just nail every little nuance like that because mm-hmm. th- i'm thinking of like in thunderdome when, when they had, had the people yeah. cranking so it. you yeah. still had that kind of a aesthetic that that's i guess permeated in the culture it's that consistency mm-hmm. that you re- that i really like not quite steampunk but
1: like maybe people punk sure you know what i mean sure. like, you know it's not steam i mean nothing steam power all- punk right yeah. yeah yeah it's but i, I like that consistency
0: in mm-hmm. it um and so the the basic storyline if there is and it's there's not a lot of story because it just starts
1: and keeps going it yeah comes out the gate running. uh
0: you've got Charlize theron's character who is awesome in this film yeah. furiosa is Badass. she's
1: bitching man she is and on the she's level, a treat dude. and she's
0: on the level of i would put her on like uh ripley mm-hmm. or um uh, sarah connor sharon stone sharon stone <laughs> <laughs> You need to check out the Nerds of Nostalgia Mad Max retrospective episode. We talk about how poor genius here thought was convinced Sharon Stone was in the Road Warrior, yeah. convinced. But that's okay. That's for another day. Uh, but no, her character is phenomenal, and she's basically has put herself in the position where she's going to be able to go and do a supply run mm-hmm. to their neighboring towns. What was it? Bullet Town. There was bullet.
1: No, uh, it was um, Bullet Farm. Bullet the Bullet Farm. Yes. Bullet and Farm, and, it, and then
0: Gas, um, Town. Gas Town. Gas Town. So they're going to make a supply run. And there's a lot of pomp and circumstance, and again, mm. you get his war boys, as they're called in this film, who are kind of the cannon fodder uh-huh. for a lot of things. But they're, they're the his ones heavies. Who, they're yeah. his, they're his cult. Yeah, because oh, he's a cult leader. He is truly he's a cult, a cult leader. leader. Yeah, and he's got them ready to die for him. Mm-hmm. And there's the, you, know, you actually you see him talking, and you hear him talking, and they're bringing in this really cool Norse mythology when they're talking about entering the gates of Valhalla, mm-hmm.
1: dying for your cause. And
0: did you notice that before any of them thought they were going? Yes, they
1: spray spray painted. It their was mouth like. A- Chrome. chrome yes and because they're like because even like that's chrome it's like as in like that's awesome everything was that was chrome and shiny yes was their ticket
0: and that that's just it it was i'm going to be going to valhalla i'm going out like you wouldn't believe and, and there's going that, to be
1: chrome there yes very yeah.
0: much so and that guy goes in with those two like explosive spears right yeah, into the car like spears with uh and his, with explosives on them. and his boys the other war boys are just like singing his praises mm-hmm. and I like that 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 mythology already exists and we don't necessarily need to be ex- have it explained to it it's right there right you know yeah. if you don't it, pick it it's up- it, it spoon it's not spoon fed no.
1: but it's enough where
0: you get it. Absolutely. Yeah. They don't want to, they're not going to say, well, this is what's going to, ha-. you know, you don't have a little you know, professor yeah, coming out. Exactly. And just like, mm, Well, you know. That's is- our job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll
1: dissect it we'll for We'll do you. that for you later. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I
0: really, really like that aspect. And ultimately, uh, Max is caught by all these people, and he's used as basically a blood bank for one of the war boys. Mm-hmm. And so when they, um, when Furiosa, so it turns out Furiosa is actually rebelling against uh, Immortal Immortan and taking... And going out of the way trying to escape from him.
1: Yeah, because you think it's going. To, he's, she's going on a supply run because, mm-hmm. like, she's going to go to Bullet Farm and then she's going to Gastown, and so basically they're going to trade. What are they trading? Milk.
0: I think so. Oh God, there is an insanely bizarre shot in the movie where oh, you've got just
1: all these women attached to these milking pumps. machines.
0: Oh my goodness. And yeah, and yeah, so Morden Joe drinks nothing but the finest milk in right. this film. Oh, it's so gnarly. Uh, but yeah, she deviates from the course. And then, and initially, all of her boys that are on the rig are like, "What's going on, boss?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, we're just you know taking just, a detour." Yep. Yeah, just, and they're all for it. And then eventually, you know, you realize that she has stolen his pure brides. Yeah, and just the like Zoe Kravitz is in the, mm-hmm. is one of them. So that just these beautifully maidenly oh, just, looking just ladies gorgeous yes yeah, gorgeous. Know, have not been touched by the wasteland if you will probably been touched by joe unfortunately uh-huh.
1: in fact i in fact they have one of them one, yeah, one, one of them has. is pregnant yeah. yeah
0: and so she's basically b- busting them out mm-hmm. and that's when they all realize it and so max is actually put on the front of one of the cars straight out of the road warrior
1: to be, be this kid's blood, blood bank. apparently he's got like radiation poisoning or something because mm-hmm. he's like really sick and dying and he goes i can do it i got a new blood bank and and blood bag i got a new blood, blood bag it do is. it i can do it so they attach max basically he's a human iv it's
0: insane yeah and you see him in the midst of the and so the chase starts and that's when the shit's and that's when the, the the actual chase scene begins yeah and just know that it's going to escalate and escalate and just get so fucking big and insane. Mm-hmm. But even Max himself, you see him throughout the thing, he's freaking out being onto the front of that. Yeah. Because he's pure
1: instinct. He is pure survival. And he, he is just tied to the front of a crazy vehicle going barreling 100 miles an hour. With the kid really wanting to wanting die. Wanting to die. That's his thing. He's like, if I'm going to go out, I'm going out in a blaze of glory. Spray paint his mouth. What a lovely day to die. And it's just like, he's like, oh shit. So you can see max just like i
0: cannot believe this is happening and so ultimately and i when i originally saw the trailer and there's that huge sand and firestorm i thought that'd be the finale of the film no not at all <laughs> that's it is the
1: beginning it's merely your appetizer <laughs> right oh my
0: goodness and so that's how eventually max gets freed and then he ends up meeting with uh furiosa and they begrudgingly help each other, much like, much as like Mad Max. That, exactly, that's right. what Max
1: does. But the greatest thing, like when he he survives that sandstorm, he oh, you yes. can just see he's just like he's been in the desert. He's dehydrated. He's lack of blood. He's thirsty. Everything. So he keeps he walks with the guy, his blood bag attached to him because he can't get it unattached. Can't get the chain off. Um. And the first thing he sees is Furiosa and the Maidens broken down, and they have a truck full of water, and they're just bathing themselves, and it's just like an oasis, because he's like, oh my god. You can see him, yeah. I think- i was even like oh my god i think you did say that actually it was just
0: and it looked like maybe he thought he was going to valhalla at this point like oh this is a, this is as they say there's water and chicks i'm set <laughs> it's a wonderful scene and of course uh furios and him butt heads as they always do and like i said they begrudgingly start helping each other mm-hmm. she even asks him his name and he doesn't give it to her at all yeah again keeping him kind of with the man with no name kind of vibe mm-hmm. um and they're just trying to make their way past Joe. And as what's kind of cool with this is, not only are they uh, working out against Joe, but then there's other tribes that come into play. Almost
1: like a warriors vibe. Yes, like yeah. they're trying
0: to get you know to Staten Island again, you uh-huh. know, or no Coney Island. Yeah, because yeah. then
1: because uh, then there's the people from Bullet Town who are like, mm-hmm. that's my delivery. Oh,
0: and let me tell you, <laughs> when you're from the Bullet Farm, you know you're from the Bullet Farm. Their main dude comes out in like chainmail bullet armor. <laughs> it's badass. It's amazing. <laughs> it, to me, that is like the Wes kind of figure of this film I was like that's just I was so happy to see that mm-hmm. I thought it was not even comical but it was like of course of
1: course because he's got you. when you're in the wasteland you do with what you have hells
0: yeah, yeah so. you live your gimmick mm-hmm. um, and so they eventually and the way it's supposed to work is she's supposed to actually be making a trade with one of the tribes but Max has messed it up because she's like I'm supposed to be alone and of course things go bad they all turn against each other and now you've got not only Joe riding their ass but the other gang it's just, again... And then the,
1: everybody that they kind of pissed off in the deal. Absolutely. you know, you bust the deal, spin the wheel. Spin
0: the wheel. <laughs> and so you've got so many various crazy apocalyptic vehicles coming at you. You've got the barren wasteland itself. And the the actual, the wasteland, I kind of felt, was almost a character in the movie as well. Yeah. Just in terms of the the crazy sandiness. And they get to that cra- uh, that bog the, yeah. area. That was
1: a neat gimmick. That, that was really, something really cool.
0: I loved it. And they just showed, well, yeah, if the practicality of going through this thing. You're kind of fucked. Yeah. And you actually, that's when the tension starts rising even more because you know Joe and all the other cronies right are...
1: behind, and you can hear him. That's what I loved the best. Why can you hear him, genius? Okay, so it shows a little bit in the preview, but you don't see it until like you watch the main oh, movie, but man. they have this giant truck. And on this truck, there's like six in the back, six of those big old bass drums from like the symphony, the boom 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 there's like six giant dudes banging these drums and in front of the truck there's like this wall of speakers and then in front of the wall of speakers there's this guy on a guitar electric guitar and that's a flamethrower of all fucking things so he's like
0: you get a shot of it in the trailer and i'm telling you if you can't appreciate it this is not your film
1: no it's so fucking awesome it's
0: the most metal thing i've ever seen like i really wanted to hear some mating coming out of that but give it to joe if he's
1: going to go on a road trip and ki- you know chase someone he needs his tunes well you know what it's like it's like back in the day when you're going to go to war you'd have your fifers How and your drummer you were, and you'd have, you'd all- have some
0: basil Polidaris going man right. you know he, like
1: even in uh what was it braveheart when they had the bagpipers
0: yes. right behind it Keeps them. you
1: hyped yeah and so that's what uh-huh. he did and so then every it's quiet in the bog and he's like well it's real quiet and they're like we got to get out of here and then all of a sudden here It's just real faint and it's just getting louder and louder. It's the March of Doom. It is amazing. It is so cool. And it adds such, like, gravity to the scene because the, i think uh, if i'm correct the only music in the movie it's from, is that, from thing. that thing and th- when that thing is there then you know there's car chases you know there's shit going down there's crazy australians trying to fuck shit up it's yeah. so it's a character in itself it just adds so much to the movie that being the only music there is is the impending doom coming from the bad guys <laughs>
0: it's it's incredible
1: the, the the stunt work
0: in this film oh, is yeah, second to none. The the car work is unreal because again there are real car crashes. Now now when you you, you I'll say this I I guess I noticed the CGI because I understood that if a real human being did that, they really would
1: die. Right. You
0: know, and George Miller pushed the envelope back in the day. He he's still pushing he's, it. Yeah. Some of the the sima- cinematography, yeah, cinematography in it's this film,
1: amazing. It is
0: unreal. Yes, the level they're going at, the speed just the amount of storytelling that's going on visually right I, you need to see this film i think multiple times to really appreciate it mm-hmm. uh just because half the time you're smiling and enjoying yourself so much i guarantee you i missed a good majority of the film because i was like this is just way too much fun
1: yeah and you're like your eyes are like all over the screen you're like oh shit look at that over there look at that over there that's cool oh, look at that. yeah it's a
0: visual spectacle yeah. and that's a this is a fun movie oh it's a blast dude! i haven't had this much fun in a film in it, a long time it's a
1: long movie but it went really quick
0: i had i I, did, I By the time I saw that it was a two-hour film, I was like, "Really? That's unreal." Yeah. Like, yeah. I, And you realize, oh my god, that was just basically one car chase,
1: wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the time they... goes as fast as the cars, dude. It's nuts. It's it's insane.
0: I'm just I, I'm glad I was so worried with the buildup of this film with all the trailers because I remember that the, the very first trailer I saw and everyone lost their shit, and now it is deservedly so. Mm-hmm. I this is that film that didn't burn me. This is the film that rewarded my my anticipation yeah this is
1: the film that we've been looking forward to and i think out of most of the summer blockbusters i i was looking forward to one of the most
0: this would absolutely i mean Again, uh, I've talked about it on some of the other podcasts before. I'm just not—I'm not the biggest Marvel nerd, so those films, I'm not as, as psyched for. Um, the the San Andreas film, I know that's coming out with the Rock. Yeah, I am like
1: eh. I like disaster I, movies, and you know, but... back
0: in the day, these are the films I would have seen back in the day. But right. it takes a really special film for me to get back into the theater, mm-hmm. and this was one of those. Yeah, like I said, thirty out, thirty-year absence. It just hit every right, and even like uh, some of the callbacks. There is a
1: Yeah, and see that's a great thing about this movie. You don't have to see any of the other Mad Max movies Not to all. enjoy it. It Not stands on its own. But for those of us who are fans of the Mad Max movies, and for those of you who are grown up on the Mad Max Worshipped movies. Worshipped at the altar of Mad Max. Right. Those who have been in Thunderdome, yes. right? <laughs> um there's like a there's a lot of little Easter eggy callback things where you're like, oh okay. There's like a part where um in the middle of the there it's a kind of a slow they're getting away finally Mm -hmm. but the one of the the brides pulls out like a little music box and starts cranking and i'm like oh cool you know i I just wanted
0: to throw a boomerang and like (laughs) do a backflip into Uh, a hole uh, yep hells yeah the music box was great the music box was great um i would just i just god i can't express just how wonderful it is i for for one thing to not be burned by a movie right to finally have that anticipation be Mm -hmm. worth it that was my biggest fear going in i think i even probably mentioned to you i'm like
1: oh god i really hope this doesn't suck you know what happens if it does uh and then i remember going now that's how you do a movie lucas are you listening yeah that's
0: lucas well you know what i'll reserve judgment on star wars till we see it but man i cannot really praise this movie enough. In fact, you know, what's interesting is I think on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it currently has like a 96%. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. That's crazy. It's Boy. well-deserved. Oh, I agree. It's, it's,
1: it's a totally justified, but to be constantly good and everybody saying how good it is it's like that's a hard thing to sell especially with a 30 year old franchise and that's a, let's let's talk about tom hardy and his
0: role as matt oh
1: that's so good man he did a great job
0: at one point now initially he started off pretty gruff Mm-hmm. Uh, just in the vocal inflection and everything. And I heard a little
1: Bane in there, too. You, did you hear that one a part where was like, I'll take back this, you know? <laughs> Bottertown, take back your city. Totally, absolutely. But he was—he had
0: enough. Of, and he also, I, I thought he had a little bit of the bail, like Batman, because it was very gruff. But I think about halfway through the picture at one point, I saw Max. Mm-hmm. I saw Max yeah. know, mm-hmm. I didn't see Tom Hardy. I didn't see someone trying to imitate Mel Gibson. I saw Max. Yeah. And from there on, I was like, oh, he's got it. Yeah. He totally has it.
1: And I hope they make more. I, I do. Hope, I hope Miller, before he croaks, he does at least one more movie for Mad Max because this is such a good
0: and he, he 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 leaves it open for that, yeah. Because Max has made his mark, and he he's just gonna his goes his off. his legend lives, mm-hmm. his folk hero grows. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what ha- what happens when Max mixes it up with you, man. Right, good shit. He's the Johnny Appleseed. He, of the he's waistline. the A team, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's you know gonna gonna get his boys together. Um, yeah. I I am curious to see if I I hope this does well. Number one, yes. If you're listening, go see this. Yeah. Stop what you're doing. Go see this. You will not be sorry. Uh. So number two, if it does well. Do we get a sequel?
1: I hope so, and if we do, I hope it's Miller. Yeah. Oh I God. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Miller. Now, my question to you is: Who would be a worthy successor to the Mad Max franchise? Who would you be comfortable in the hands of? I have an answer for that because I thought about it, but I and it may be not necess- and I don't think it's unconventional. Uh, but uh, James Wan. The guy that did Fast the, Fur- and Furious? the Furious 7 movie, yeah, the I last could, one. I could totally see that. And the reason I say that, because he's one of those guys that just loves to do big action films. Mm-hmm. But if you've watched some of his smaller films, he did a really good um, kind of uh, Death Wish film with uh, Kevin Bacon. Which it's I I can't remember the name of it. Um but it's it's really, really good, really gritty. But I think his kind of sense, uh his background, his passion, I think he would be if we if God forbid, if George Miller couldn't do it, I would like to see uh, James Wan get a try out. Well, at it.
1: and then he also has some horror stories. Steep oh, yeah. in there so he Absolutely. can bring in the creepy and crazy. And you need that with, a yeah, good, with for, for a good right. Mad Max film. I could, I, could tell, I, could get, I could get behind that. Could you? Okay, because
0: I thought one. about that because I was like, you know, George Miller, I, I hope he may stays with us a long time, but, you know, he's when you get up there. Exactly, yeah. and this took 30 years. I don't want to, as you said, I don't want to wait another 30 years for and this. the cool
1: thing about George Miller is he's just so different uh, Well, you know movies. He, would, he was mean, an ER doctor yeah. before he
0: became a director. <sighs>
1: Well, he's got the blood and guts now, right? Right. But, like it's just because he did Mad Max, he did The Witches of Eastwick, he did Babe, Pig in the City, oh, God. And, and the original Babe. Ha- yeah, it's like wow
0: <laughs> i love the versatility of that and then, then you can just bring it into back to his baby which yeah. is the mad max series so yeah i mean i think you can continue the character with tom hardy um i think you can ultimately continue the the, the franchise without george miller but you know we want his we want george miller yeah absolutely so i Even think if he's a
1: consultant yeah oh yeah know?
0: just so sub, you know uh, executive producer someone mm-hmm. that's going to put his imprint on it and give that you know support yeah Um, so yeah, I'm hoping we get another one out of this. I would love to see the further adventures because it was insane. No, this movie was
1: amazingly good.
0: It, I just can't, I cannot, cannot recommended enough. So, please check it out. Uh and honestly, especially if you can, especially in the in the Kansas City area, see it through Screenland. Mm-hmm. See it through Alamo, see it through our indie films, the indie theaters, the ones that you know put a lot of love into their events. yeah uh, definitely. there's going to be some Boom Howdy events coming up eventually. Boom
1: Howdy. Uh, yeah, over
0: at Screenland, which we'll we'll talk more about once it comes down, but it's down the pipe as well. Uh but to uh wrap it up, I did want to do a Rotten Rentals recommendation. Genius, you know about Rotten Reynolds, right?
1: Oh, they're fantastic. Rotten Reynolds is so awesome. You man.
0: better go and check out rottenreynolds.com. There they will recreate your childhood memories of browsing the VHS stores. Perusing the covers and the oh, bags. Absolutely. They recreate all of your favorite old school clamshell uh, VHS cases and with the artwork, the logos, just the little grime that's on it mm-hmm. perfectly. And not only do you get that, but you get a uh, little content inside. A lot of, a lot of content. good content. A lot of cool content. Sci-fi and horror trading cards. A mm-hmm. little zombie figurines.
1: Stickers. Uh, all kinds of shit.
0: Toxic adventure tattoos. Good, good stuff. Check them out, RottenReynolds.com. But one of the many things we like to do with the Rotten Reynolds recommendation is to recommend a movie they actually have a VHS cover replication of. And you know, we're talking about Mad Max. We just reviewed Fury Road. Let's go back into the original, the one that started it all, 1979's Mad Max, because they have a great recreation of it. It's on That's, And you, you think about that picture, that Mad Max picture where he's where posing he's with the gun. gun? Yeah. Do you remember that old film? And I only remember it because of the VHS tape. It's called Rotor, R-O-T-O-R, and it was like a, an acronym, Mm-mm. but they wholesale stole the, the 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 thing <laughs> the, of the, the, the mad max cover right i mean you're like is that mad no that's who, who the hell's rotor what is this i wanted mad max but it to, just to <laughs> stress the importance of the 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 artwork the and ac- the style iconography of it i mean that's what yeah. you remember and that's the best thing about rotten Reynolds is they recreate that for you mm-hmm. uh so mad max 1979 uh this was the last of the mad max trilogy that i saw i didn't see it in order i saw the road warrior Beyond Thunderdome and Mad Max.
1: Yeah, I think that was me too. because Really? Yeah, I remember seeing the Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome and then I wanted to check it out before I go because I'd like to see... If I'm going to go see part threes, I'd like to see like one and two. First. Of course, of course. But I remember seeing the Road Warrior and be like, whoa! I mean, that that's, that's probably my favorite of the Mad Max movies. This one, the new one being like either right there or a close second cuz this is I'll was, agree wholesale with you on that. Yeah. Road
0: Warrior then Fury
1: Road. Uh-huh. And then and then Thunderdome and then the original Mad Max. But there's not a
0: bad max. Movie it's it's in the you bunch. know it's I like mean,
1: eating pizza. It's always going to be good, right? Right, exactly. But I
0: think this is the strangest one because it is not set in a post apocalyptic uh pop- little, little post apocalyptic uh uh, dystopian future. Not yet. Not yet. It's right on the brink of it. Uh-huh. But you still have society. You still have a police force. um Ma- Max isn't really all that mad. No, not, not yet. <laughs> he's yeah. He's kind of even keeled at this point. um There's more of an emphasis on the characters in mm-hmm. the story, not just on Max. Uh, you get his uh, little buddy Goose. Little buddy. The Goose is the badass on there. You got that crazy, uh, crazy police chap captain with the bald head, the just huge mustache. Right. And you get a great villain in Toe Cutter. Um, who I'm a huge fan of. And again, um, um, uh, Morden Joe is played by Hugh Keyes-Byrne. We'll try that nice and easy. Uh, but he got his start <laughs> in this film as... I did Gord, I speak. Dys- <laughs> Me fail English? That's impossible. <laughs> Dyslexia cure for found. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he started the the as the, the iconic Mad Max villains with Toe Cutter, and I, uh, we've actually got it on in the background. I am... S- I'm a bigger fan of Toe Cutter than I am of Humongous, um, and I, I know that that's kind of blasphemy. But there's something about him that's so unsettling because, again, the way this entire film is set up is. Stuff is about to go down and is about to get bad, but there's still some outskirts that are decent. So it's kind of the crumbling of society. Mm-hmm. And there's a great shot where it's Toe Cutter and his gang and he's got a shit ton of boys yeah. and they're all just lined up on their motorcycles. And you see where they've got some sleeping bags and you can tell they're out scavenging. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of just the beginning of the scourge claimed. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's frightening when they start fighting like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so Toe Cutter is their leader. And the way he's he's very much cultish, uh-huh. just in terms of the way the people follow him. He actually takes uh, the Johnny the boy out in the lake and baptizes him in this really weird scene. And you still don't really get a lot
1: of Max in this film. Right. It's really kind of spaced out evenly for the most part. And not like the other ones where it's just Max out the gate. And so I think about this one, it's a great one, but I think that's why, like it's not post apocalyptic enough no it is for me you know when it i it doesn't have it has you can see it's it's the perfect seed yeah it's laying the groundwork mm-hmm. basically it's like saying okay this is the world i'm starting this is where my characters i'm starting with let's see how this goes and then we'll crank it up and
0: absolutely you you finally get a little bit more money right uh, to the budget which he fully takes advantage of but i still like the fact that like you said the seed is planted you get max evolving
1: from just a good happy family man to revenge driven yeah see this movie is the hamburger now (laughs) it's the hamburger because it's great and if you're hungry and you want like something good to eat you got a hamburger (laughs) the other movies (laughs) The other movies, okay, let's take the hamburger and let's add a little bit of cheese. Let's add some oh, bacon. I like, I like let's cheese add, and bacon. Let's add some tomatoes. Now, you know, then you got, then you, then you got a nice big fat ass burger, like with the bacon and the cheese and all that. Then finally, with Fury Road, you get the oh fries. And the, you get the fries and the shake. You're, so, you're
0: basically at an eating contest
1: right. eating like a five Kobayashi. ton burger. Yeah. <laughs> robble rubble.
0: There is there is a good progression, I guess, from the first to what you see now. Yeah. Um, but the I, I do appreciate though at the very end, um, where you see Max truly mad, lost his his friends, his family, and he's just out driving out into the wasteland, mm-hmm. and you basically pick up what's great with the road warrior almost immediately right there. Yeah. So it's a great transition, mm-hmm. just especially with the character. Yeah, it's it's a great character. It's one, like I said, I hope we
1: continue to get to yeah. get more stuff with. And Hardy did great. And then I know Hardy wants to be the Punisher, and Hardy was already Bane, and Hardy was Bronson. You know what? He's a good actor. And yeah, but he can pull it off. Absolutely. He can, he can do this. And, and like a testament to uh, his character as Max, how great this movie was. He really nailed the character, made it good. Yeah.
0: Between him and Furiosa, you've yeah. just got a great combination. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're going to eventually see some
1: Furiosa cosplay out there. I hope so, because that was badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And me. even her like robotic arm that looked like it was just put together with a bunch of scratch and mm-hmm. shit that was so cool pretty badass so much good stuff the, yeah. Ma- the mad max franchise you can't
0: go wrong with it there's just mm-hmm. so much good stuff to it so check out mad max uh check out them through rottenreynolds.com. go see fury road
1: yes see it twice
0: oh many three times a max a fury you know there's
1: <laughs> once twice three times a fury i rode you <laughs>
0: Oh, that was horrible. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Nightmare Junkhead. My name is Greg. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams.